0: Welcome to Let's Talk Adoption with
1: Marty Caldwell, bringing you the latest information for families seeking to adopt, adoptees, and women considering placing a child for adoption. Now, with today's program, here is Marty Caldwell.
0: Well, welcome, and thank you for joining in today to Let's Talk Adoption. And uh, we have a wonderful show, again, lined up for you for the next 30 minutes. And I also want to briefly mention that uh, if you go to our website at letstalkadoption.com, you'll learn more about the show, and you can listen to show archives... Uh, Let's Talk Adoption has been airing online for for more than three years now, so we're real pleased to have that. And we'll also send you updates about new coming shows uh, in the future. All you have to do is go ahead and register for our free newsletter at letstalkadoption.com. And then also, I'd love to hear from you. We get lots of questions in every week. And to info at... Let's letstalkadoption.com. There's also a form online and then we'll answer those questions online. Many times we incorporate those questions into our guests. So we have people that send us um, suggestions for shows and also uh, questions they're having right there and, and uh, directions. We also have calendar online of all kinds of upcoming events for adoption, um, the adoption uh, community, and that's really important for a lot of people. Today, um, our topic is going to be a a topic I think that a lot of people will like to tune into. It's sorting out your parenting options. You know, what is right for you? So many people are looking at, um, you know, becoming parents. Three out of five people are touched by adoption's stats show, and um, many people just don't know where to start. They don't know what's out there. They don't know what it's going to cost, where to go, and how successful it is. And today we have a nice therapist, a wonderful therapist that has been in in practice in New York City for over 30 years, uh, Patricia Mindel. Um, She's an LCSW, and she has a wonderful practice, very busy in New York, and has taken some time today to be with Let's Talk Adoption. She has also experienced infertility, and um, she she's able to add that personal and family perspective to her therapy, which is important. She also deals with Um, high-risk pregnancy and pregnancy loss issues, um, parenting issues, infertility, um, third-party reproduction. So um, the information she has today is going to be really valuable to many of us, so do tune in, and and, uh, you can always order a copy of the CD, too. Welcome to the program, Patricia.
1: Thank you, Marty, for having me.
0: Well, I'm so pleased (laughs) that you are able to to carve some time out for us. And, you know, we have a lot of questions for you because um, there are so many options available to people considering um, parenting today. Um, you know, what areas do people need to weigh when they're looking at options and becoming parents?
1: I think the most important thing is, in all honesty, is looking at the emotional, the physical, and the financial, and also looking at the issues of, of, of faith as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. I think those are important areas. And sometimes people, obviously, when they finally decide that they want to become a parent, are just, you know, start, start begin trying, because mm-hmm. maybe that's Obviously, the way they may want to parent first, obviously, if they're of a certain age group that they want to just kind of start trying. But then at some point when that's not working, then they start even really looking at these other options in a very different way.
0: Right, too. You know, there's some ingredients that people have to have uh, in their life to succeed because some people have the patience, some people, um, you know, have age issues. Share with us a little bit about some of those ingredients that you need to have to really be able to move forward in one way or another.
1: I think sometimes it's it's really important to kind of look at the fact of, do you need, you know, in your life, and this usually comes, this kind of wane usually comes sometimes when, not so much actually when you think about starting to become a parent, because I think sometimes people feel that they're just going to have a child and then they'll move on with their lives. Mm-hmm. But I think it comes sometimes when you begin to look at the fact that, you know, do I need a child that's genetically connected right. to myself if I'm a, a single woman? Um, And can I uh, cope with someone maybe like with a sperm donation if obviously that's within your your faith and you can do that. Mm -hmm. I think other times it may be, will I feel that um, if I need an egg donor, am I comfortable using an egg donor? Mm -hmm. Um, Does it feel that if I'm having a... Uh, baby with my husband and one of us needs a donor, is it going to be genetically unequal and therefore that's going to make everyone uncomfortable Mm as we go forth in the future?
0: Very good questions. And people, you know, these are things that they have to really take the time away to learn about, and we're going to share with a little bit um, some sites that you have, and I know you're involved. Uh, We'll share that, too, um, where they can learn more. But, you know, some of these things will change also with age. Um, You know, as people are married longer or if they're single or whatever, they will have some some issues that come up with that, right?
1: Yeah, I think what's interesting, we did a study for the American Fertility Association about everything you know about your fertility, and 12,500 people responded, and only one person got the entire questionnaire right and three-quarters of the people got the majority of questions wrong. And one of the questions is, when does your fertility begin, just slightly begin to decline? Mm -hmm. And most people kind of put it around 40, when in Mm -hmm. fact, believe it or not, it's about 27.
0: Really, 27? Tell us, uh, what do you know? Life
1: decline, and then Mm -hmm. around 34, there's a much more a bigger decline where you really begin to see some differences.
0: Well, that's probably why you see more people that are, are facing fertility issues right now as they're older is because they're waiting longer and that really if at 27, it starts on the decline.
1: Right, and I think part of the problem is that if you're trying to weigh options and you're just looking at it, you kind of see in the media that all these people are incredibly successful in their 40s when in all honesty a lot of people are really not telling the truth about how they got to be parents.
0: hmm Yes, and so we talk about that too. So you know, if parents share a little bit about that, and you and I know you're not going to use any of your clients' names, but um, you know, what are they facing, and what and what kind of obstacles do they come up with because if they're they're going through infertility and maybe using a donor? Are they being honest about that?
1: Well, I think it I think it really varies. I think a lot of people use some type of donor, be it sperm or egg or, or donor embryo, mm-hmm. I think people are looking at it as though that's going to cure their fertility when in fact it's going to cure their their childlessness.
0: Oh, I a very good parents. point. Mm-hmm.
1: And so therefore I think you have to understand that even if you use one of these treatments and even if it's a fertility treatment,
0: mm-hmm.
1: in essence your fertility hasn't been cured um, but you've obviously been able to use that kind of assistance and become a parent in one way or another.
0: Do you find issues then when you have, um, more so than when you have a family that just goes through adoption? I mean, infertility, there's, there's quite a cost on infertility. Um, there's a
1: tremendous amount of cost. And I think sometimes people first start out, they sometimes will delay even actually going to a doctor because they actually don't know what, it, what the word infertility means. Mm-hmm. Um, under a certain age, it means obviously having unprotected uh, relations. Um, you know, for, for one year. But mm-hmm. yet, if you're looking at someone who's above 35, you would probably say that should be six months. And if you're looking for somebody under four, oh, that's over 40 when it becomes dramatically reduced, because mm-hmm. by the time you're 42, 90% of all people had major, major fertility issues, mm-hmm. um, you would probably just be running to a doctor at 40.
0: Right. And, you know, a lot of people, as far as the options, they have, um, you know, there are options of, of, of adoption, surrogacy, or a donor, or kinship, where they adopt within the family, mm-hmm. or even foster care, or or just um, parenting nieces and nephews. And then some people decide they don't want to have children. Uh, how do you determine when you're working with a client? Um, and help them sort that out because you you know as a a therapist you really can't say well I think this is the best for you how do you sort that out so that listeners today can kind of sort it out too on what's best for them
1: well I think part of it is you know sometimes it's really looking at at yourself I mean and also it's being realistic because you know if you're 45 years old to end up spending five years trying to do fertility treatments you're going to spend a lot of money if you're trying to use your own eggs and it's not going to be successful and by the time you finish you just kind of kind of walk away and discuss, and that's really not the the answer. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times what I look at is really what's the bottom line for most people, and if, and for a lot of people, in terms of if the bottom line is to become a parent,
0: mm-hmm.
1: then you begin looking at that, and that really helps frame a lot of things because it may be becoming a parent may not necessarily be through genetics. That said, there are some people who really need to work that through first or to, to try first and to feel that they've really tried before they close the door and begin looking at some other ways to parent.
0: And, and the, yeah, different personalities may need to do that.
1: Very, very different. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what's really hard sometimes, um, it's one thing to be a single person, which I think you also have to weigh the options about your support systems and your finances. But in terms of a couple, many times... I often see the couples are not on the same page when you're moving forward with these various options. Mm -hmm. One wants to work harder, longer on something. The other wants to move forward. Um, One will say, I'll never adopt. And the other one will say, I will adopt. And a lot of times it really takes maybe even coming to see a counselor and really Mm -hmm. kind of understanding where you're coming from. Not only understanding, but I think oftentimes what I see when somebody says to me, I will never do this and I'll never do that, I often find that it's out of ignorance that they're saying it. So therefore, getting educated and really understanding what the chances are, the options are, what your feelings are about it, Mm -hmm. what you financially can afford, and
0: really listening to both of you. Mm Make a better plan. I think that's really important because I think a lot of people shoot from the hip. And I hear women saying, my husband is pushing me to try a a more uh, expensive uh, and invasive uh, infertility, and he really wants a biological child. And I feel the pressure, which doesn't help at all. And uh, I see a lot of families going through and, and, and really separating or divorcing because the pressure... Uh, is so great because they haven't sorted that out with a therapist. And I think, you know, that's something that's key. And, and that doesn't have to be ongoing. It can be one or two or three sessions, right? Yeah,
1: I, I often get people in my office for just consultations. where mm-hmm. um, I actually even get pe- phone calls from people throughout the country sometimes who will do a phone consultation who really, what they're looking for is to understand the options and also to really understand that n- just like not all adoption agencies are alike, mm-hmm. not all fertility programs are alike, and every every program actually doesn't offer the same options, and also to get yourself educated in terms of success rates. Mm-hmm. Um, because the reality is, the success rates, for example, for for IVF can range as low as twenty percent and as high as you know sixty percent. The success rates for donor egg can range as low as twenty-five and as high as seventy-five.
0: What makes the difference is it age or the quality or um...
1: some of it. Some of it has to do with age when you're talking about. Using your your own eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're talking about donor eggs, sometimes it just has to do, believe it or not, with the quality of the program.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and so each doctor, everybody mm-hmm. always
1: assumes that if the doctors do the same things, everybody's the same.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if that were the case, it, that would be actually wonderful.
0: But it isn't. You know, that's a really good point because a lot of people don't realize that it's the quality of the 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 practice and the doctor, the skill, uh, just like an artist, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that's important too. Um, you know. You have, when families come to you, too, so adoption you know, is, is an option for some people, um, and it is more of a sure thing.
1: And I, and I think that's an important point. When I have a couple where becoming a parent is the most important thing, and they have limited finances and resources, you know, I will say to them, do you have, do you have enough money to do both? If, let's mm-hmm. say they really do want to try a fertility treatment. And if they say no, then I really would encourage them, obviously, to, to look at adoption because that's more of a guarantee that they actually will walk home with a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I think most people feel sometimes when they do fertility treatments with their own eggs and somebody's telling them it's you know, a 10% or 20% chance that they happen to be a certain age, it's amazing you know when they get offered you know, a donor egg and that, that program has 50% that they just assume they're going to be in the lucky group. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in in all honesty, they could not be in that lucky group. And then they have, I usually want them to walk through that Mm -hmm. in order to understand, all right, so what if this doesn't happen? What are you going to do?
0: Yeah. And I think I've seen people spend, you know, um, sixty thousand dollars, upward to a hundred thousand dollars in their um, treatments and that's really difficult because uh, then they have nothing left and I hear that all the time. We're still paying back our infertility cost and we're trying to adopt and we're getting older each day. Talk about pressure on a marriage.
1: Oh, I think it's I think it's a tremendous amount of pressure, mm-hmm. you know. I mean it's kind of like a little bit like being in a movie line. Mm-hmm. You get online because you hope you're gonna get a ticket and then you know, you're halfway down the line and you keep thinking, well, should I be waiting on this line? Should I get off and do something else? Right. Yeah. And it's really <laughs> just kind of gambling or it's almost like, you know, you try. And the problem with fertility treatments is that many times, sometimes there's always somebody who will tell you they'll do it a little differently and they'll do it a little better.
0: Boy, is So what I a think gamble. people get
1: really taken in by that without right. really set, stepping back and saying, all right, what's real is this realistic for
0: us uh-huh. uh, yeah and, and 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 being able to really communicate well too you have people come to treatment in many different ways you know uh because we are all different we all have different personalities and we come in at different levels in our life share with us some of the the groups that come in now i say groups the uh what you see as far as couples well
1: sometimes there's the battle weary group uh-huh. that have been through every type. you know all sorts of treatments They've been beaten up. They feel a lot. They really just don't know which way to turn, and they somehow can't get off the Uh merry-go-round. And they somehow need time to step back and then make that assessment that we were talking about in the beginning about what's important to them. Uh Um, And I think that's one group. I think the other group is the surprise group, which is the group, sometimes you can even have people as young as 30 who have major problems getting pregnant, or even people, you know, who walk in. I always find it amazing at 46 and 47, and they feel because they look young. That nothing should happen, and they are surprised that they have fertility problems. Hmm. Um, and then you have the pe- the repeaters, which are people who've had children before and never had a problem, and they just are wanting to complete their family with another child. And they have they secondary can't believe it's not working. Yeah,
0: themselves. so secondary infertility, and, and yeah. they're and they just they can't believe it's not help. That's right. Mm-hmm.
1: And then you have the people, probably sometimes it's easier. Almost, it's the latecomers. It's the people who like, you know, know that they're beyond the age of of, a reason for fertility Mm -hmm. and they want to look at what the options are for them at that point but they're actually not been so beaten up as everybody else they really know what you know at least know how old they are and they know the time's limited and they want to look at the option of adoption they want to look at the option of donor egg or and and or donor embryo and look and move on from there
0: Mm -hmm. and they do it from that point too you know um are there fears about other options accepting other options
1: Well, I'm always, you know, I always kind of, when people kind of say, I'm never going to do something, Mm -hmm. I usually ask them to kind of take that away and Mm -hmm. just put it aside, because I've seen so often that people who claim they're never going to do a certain option end up doing that option. And sometimes when you put that barrier in front of you right away, it just creates such a wall to really looking at everything. And that must be hard. Sometimes I'll say, you know what, why don't we look at this right now? Let's keep these on the side because my experience has been that people should never say never,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, unless they really know. And a lot of times what I find is there's ignorance about adoption, there's ignorance about donor egg, don't, there's a lot of ignorance. And sometimes actually people in terms of this whole faith issue don't really know um, what's acceptable mm-hmm. in, within their faith. And it's not only the faith. I think people also have to look at their own moral values
0: mm-hmm. right? Um,
1: because there are a lot of people who are not comfortable with creating um, babies that may not be mm-hmm. and that might be through donor egg or
0: donor sperm right and and some of them just want older children or or to take take a child in that would otherwise um, right. be in foster care or in a country that that would not have parents so and, and i think they're more
1: comfortable that way yeah
0: and i think that has to be just something that's real natural Well we're going to take a quick break and uh, when we come back i want to share more um, because i know you have a lot more to share with us and we're discussing today parenting options um and uh, sorting out your parenting options and what's rest right for you so we'll be right back with our guest today Patricia Mendel LCSW uh, a therapist in New York we'll be right back God has a plan for each of us. Sometimes we simply aren't sure what that is. Many Christian families are struggling today with infertility and pregnancy loss and feel forgotten as to God's plan for their lives. Is God trying to convey His plan to you? Perhaps He is trying to lead you to another path for building your family. Christian families are being built every day through the miracle of adoption. There is hope and there's a child for you. Visit lifetimeadoption.org. Or call 530-432-7373 to learn more about welcoming a baby into your heart through adoption. Welcome back to Let's Talk Adoption. Uh, I'm Marty Caldwell, your host today on KFIA AM 710. If you've just joined the program today, we are sharing um, with a wonderful guest, um, a therapist and practice in New York, uh, Patricia Mindle. And uh, we're talking about the um, tips for sorting out your parenting options. You know, there are a lot of options become parents and uh, they can be kinship adoption or. Um, for for some people, uh, you know, it can be foster care or surrogacy or donors or uh, your nieces and nephews. So there's a lot of things depending on your faith and your 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 budget, your age, and uh, your desire, your you know, emotional. We talked about that a little bit. So um, much, much to cover. I want to briefly mention also if you are interested in learning more about adoption, um, we have some great teleconference set up. Um, teleconferences are where you would call in from your home or office and uh, join in with uh, anywhere from 20 to 100 people. People and uh, we have guests that come on, and they're usually about an hour long in the evenings. If you're interested in sign up, many of them are free. You can go to teleconference AdoptionTeleconference.com com, com, and sign up, and we'll give you some information by email. Um, so, Patricia, before we left, we were talking about you know how people have to really. Everyone comes in with a different type of outlook. Um, you know, the older couples, secondary infertility, that type of thing. Um, you know, how do you? How do you make this decision when you, you know, your partner, your your spouse is there, and how do you really make the decision on what's r- right for you once you've gather, gathered all this information?
1: I think once you've gathered the information, I think you can have a better idea of which way you want to head. Um, I do think that for some couples who have done minimal fertility treatments or or not at all, and they're younger, I think for them sometimes they we'll all together kind of say look we really need to try before we you know um we move for move on now the problem with trying is that there's like different levels of trying Mm -hmm. sometimes i think couples will go well how far do we we go and i think some of that can't really be determined in the beginning i think you really have to you know just kind of you, you kind of take a certain step and then you have to kind of feel how you're feeling with all of it every time you kind of do different fertility Mm treatment because everything takes so much time i mean you know it's not done by we'll try it this week one way and this week another way i think you know it's before you know it's six months to a year has gone by and you've you've you know, you, you can't
0: believe it. Yeah, if, if you've only got a small window of time each month, those months can go, and I know as an infertility patient with, right. I've lost seven pregnancies, uh, you know, that is really hard because those those months fly by, and before you know it, you're getting older and older, and then all of a sudden there's that drop in the the success rate. Um, yeah, the people. And, and
1: I think the other piece is that if you try it one place, um, and you're, it's not hard to get a second opinion. Mm-hmm. Most doctors... I recommend it. Um, And you know what? I think sometimes you may not leave your practice that you're in, but sometimes actually just getting a second opinion and a fresh set of eyes Mm -hmm. sometimes will either help you decide to move forward with all of this or Mm -hmm. decide, you know what? We need to we need to look we re- reexamine this, and maybe we need to stop or we need to do something different
0: right I think those are all important. I want to give out your um, phone your e- at least your email right now if people are interested. You are in practice in New York City on broad uh, Broadway um, and um, I know you do speak um, at different um, conventions, and I know you 've done a lot of um, consulting with um, a fertility specialist and program, so you're really uh, keen on you know, what options are out there. Let's give out your email first, if you don't mind.
1: My email is p, um, as in Patricia, Mendel, M-E-N-D-E-L-L, at AOL.com.
0: Right. And then also online, I know if, if they uh, if you Google your name, uh, Patricia Mendel, uh, they'll find a lot of information. But you you work with um, the fertility group. Tell us about that, too. So right.
1: That I'm, I'm a, a private practitioner, but I consult with a lot of different programs. Um, but I am on the board of the American Fertility Association, which is a nonprofit organization, uh, consumer-driven. And we really, it's incredible. We do not charge for, obviously, joining um, you can join what's called our No Barriers Program, and, and all you have to do is sign up on email, and we actually have tremendous amount of information. Um, we have message boards. Hmm. Uh, we have online chats, believe it or not, once a month with a lot of physicians and, 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 and other people, and... We end up, you know, in various places running support groups, but we have wonderful, wonderful fact sheets and written information and, that I think is and just see, that's incredibly a, helpful.
0: I think so, too, because for people that want to know when when to begin, how to begin, and where to begin, that's a great spot. And just to be able to go there and uh, go to the site and, and get some information there so that you feel, you know, comfortable with um, your decision. and right. find and out. it's free. Yes, and it's free, which is wonderful. And uh, so I think that's great, too. Uh, their website, again, is...
1: Their website is org.
0: That's great. Well, Patricia, I really appreciate you sharing so much um, on the show today with, uh, with our listeners about this, about their options. And I wish you the very best. Uh, well, thank
1: you for having
0: me. Thank you so much, and we'll speak to you soon.
1: Okay, great. Take
0: care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and uh, I want to also remind you if uh, you have more information or if you'd like to contact Patricia, you can always email us to at info at letstalkadoption.com and we'll forward over your questions to her. And again, visit our site at letstalkadoption.com where we have a lot of archive programs and we have information for you too that will help you um, with your decision in whatever you're going into. So uh, this is Marty Caldwell and I've really enjoyed spending this time with you now. And if you need anything else, please Let us know by sending us an email at info at Let's Talk Adoption. Have a wonderful week. God bless you, and I'll see you next week. Thank you for
1: joining us for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell. For more adoption information, visit lifetimeadoption.com or call 1-800-923-6784. That's 1-800-9-ADOPT-4. And tune in again next week at the same time for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell.